0: There are some things that we do on Sunday that we do not because God commands it, because it's good, because it's help. It, it, it edifies or whatever. I mean, God, you're never going to read in the, a verse in the Bible where the Bible says, stand at the door and give out bulletins. But I tell you, it helps everybody to know what's going on. The Bible's never going to say that you have to have air condition, but I tell you, it makes it comfortable when we come in here to do what we do. The Bible doesn't say, you know, you can go through these different mechanical things that we do, that you have to have donuts in in Sunday school. But, I mean, it doesn't help or hurt to have donuts in Sunday school. So a lot of these things. But I'm going to tell you, there are some things that God said to do, and they're not up for debate. And I know if I told you the preaching of God's Word and the reaching of people and all those things, but there's another one that God specifically says for us to do. Psalm 47, verse 1, it says, and I'm going to read the whole chapter He said, praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. It is pleasant and praises calmly. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathered together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the broken in heart and he bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them out by their names. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifteth up the meek and he casteth the wicked down to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises unto the upon the harp unto our God. Who covereth the heavens with clouds. Who prepareth the rain for the earth. Who maketh the grass to grow upon the mountains. He giveth to the beasts his food. And the young ravens which cry. And delighteth not in the strength of the horses, he taketh not the pleasure of the legs of man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, and those that hope in his mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem, praise thy God, O Zion. For he hath strengthened the bars of thy gates, he hath blessed thy children within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders, he filleth thee with the finest of the wheat. He sendeth forth the commandment upon the earth, his word. Runneth very swiftly. He giveth snow like wool. He scattereth the hoarfrost like ashes. He casteth forth his ice like morsel. Who can stand before his cold? He sendeth out his word and he melteth them. He calleth his wind to blow and the waters to flow. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. And if you didn't pick up on this, then you, then you weren't listening. He said, our job as Christians is to praise the Lord. And a lot of people don't understand that because we have the idea, and, and this totally debunked this is for having this mindset that praising the Lord is when Pastor Tyler comes in here and says, all right, guys, it's time to praise the Lord. So you need to stand and sing this song. The Bible doesn't say that we just praise the Lord by standing and singing a song. Now, I can tell you that we praise the Lord by singing song, but it's not the only way that pr- we praise the Lord. And I read in this that God explains that He simply wants us to praise Him in so many different ways, and this almost has an outline of what God wants us to praise Him for. I love this passage because He recognized God in everything. And I tell you, I can promise you that some of us would not be the ones that wrote this because we live in Ohio. When it came to, we praise you for the morsels of the the snow and for for the ice and all that, we're like, God, I'm going to praise you for a lot of things, but not all that. You know, it's like, but the Bible, he was just pointing out, saying, man, look at God in the snow and look at God in the rain and look at God in the wind and look at God all the way around us. Praise the Lord for who he is. Praise the Lord. For it is good to sing praises unto our God. It is pleasant and praises calmly. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to give the word praise. Praise means to shine. It means to make a show. It means to boast. It means to celebrate. It means to lift up glory. It means to lift up Jesus Christ. It means to point out his goodness. It means to point out his greatness. I'll tell you, last night was a great illustration of this, uh, of praising how many of you stayed up and watched the game? Okay. All right. Uh, all right. I know it was a late game. So I'm watching everybody that raised their hand to see if you guys are the ones falling asleep. Okay. But I'm telling you that was an awesome game. I was, I was working late doing some other things. I just caught the tail end of it. I came home and I told Jen, I'm going to get ready for bed and everything. I checked my phone. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm turning on the TV. It was fourth quarter. It was tied ball game. It was intense. And it, it's amazing to watch the fans, and they showed the Wisconsin afterwards. Did you guys, any of you see how they scanned them? And then those two guys laid over, you know, the the, the side. And, and you can laugh at them, but that would have been every one of you guys if that would have been the Buckeyes losing. You know, but it's something about getting there and, and the praise. And I don't want you guys thinking that I'm dogging people. And I know you, I, I, I joke about how people will praise a chunk of, you know, pork going through the air and you know pigskin is like, oh man and then, then we get so dead when it comes to church and and, and that is an, another argument but the illustration of praise is very very evident in that because what what are we doing think of the, the the definition of praise to call out the good to boast to glory to celebrate and God says that there's so much as we have as Christians to celebrate but think about it in the context of the game last night you sit there and you say, well, "That Barrett's the guy, man. He can really throw the ball, man. He's got it going on, man." And then he gets in, "Come on, come on, God, go, man. That was it. You're the man." You know, we just we're edifying, we're, we're building up, we're pointing out, we're glorifying, we're lifting up the the, the talent, the ability, the, the successes of what he's done. And guys, over and ago, if you see that congregation, what did they do? As they would turn to each other, they were all high fiving each other and. And Jen and I thought it was funny. We've gone to a couple of Green Bay Packer games. And, and here it is. Uh, we were at the one game of Detroit last year. And uh, th- he threw the Hail Mary. After the, th- there was no more time on the clock. It was done. They fouled. Him at the last minute, and he gets up and uh, he, he, he cranks it back, he throws it all the way across, he, he catches it in the end zone, it was like an 80 yard catch or something crazy like that, and all of a sudden the Packer fans in the Detroit stadium go crazy crazy. And people are going out of their way to find anybody wearing that G or that Packer jersey, high fiving. You just had to find all the cheeseheads. And, you know, everybody was high fiving and doing all this stuff. And it was, they, they, they had this common ground because to, together they were able to celebrate something that they believed in. You know why God says it's so important? It's not you just say, well, I believe it. Well, that's great that you believe it. But God says it's important that you vocalize, that you verbalize it, that you celebrate what God has done. I'm going to tell you guys, we all do that differently. I mean, there's some people that you know that sit there and they'll just do this, and some that go all crazy, and some that are really loud, and some that don't say anything. And I'm not here to judge that. God made us different. Don't try to be something you're not. And it's not. It's not a matter of being that. But I can tell you, in all of this, it is good to praise God. Praise you, the Lord. Verse five. Great is our God, and of great power. His understanding is infinite. I'm going to ask you this. If I went up and I said, tell me about your God, what would your response be? What, what, Mark, Mark, thank you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, if I was to say, tell me about your Buckeyes, you'd be like, oh man, let me, let, me, let me tell you about that. But if I'm explaining God and I say, let me, tell me about it, let me, let me word it like this. Tell me about a Savior. I was born in a manger, lived for 33 years died on a cross for you conquered death hell and the grave so that you could overcome eternal damnation and hell where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched and you turn and go it's oh, good <laughs> All right, it's, it's pathetic you know what the lord oppressed my mind it's it's like watching football with somebody that doesn't care about football. Have you guys ever done that with that person that doesn't care? And they're like, what just happened? You know, they ask all the dumb questions and they're, they, they cheer for the other team and all that. They, they just don't get it. And I think a lot of times for us, it's a matter of there's no praise coming out of our lips simply because you don't get it. You, you haven't fully tapped into the greatness of our God, of what God has done for you. Because I tell you, when you start realizing what God has done for you, you can't hold back. You can't be quiet. You can't hold it to yourself. You're going to point it out. You're going to lift it up. You're going to shout it out because you're excited about what God has done. The other thing is, I think it's sometimes we just don't get it. The other thing is that we have not experienced it. I've never seen the people serving hot dogs at a football game get as excited as about the ones either playing the game or the ones watching the game. And I think sometimes we're so either caught up in our thing or we're caught up in serving. And I'm not saying, man, don't, don't quit your service. Man, we serve God because we love God. But at the same time, you need to get in touch with what God is doing to celebrate what God is doing because we serve a great God. Yes, sir. And the way that God tells his greatness to the world is by telling his people, praise God for what he's done. Yes. Psalm 47 verse 1 says, Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. The Bible commands His people to sing, to clap, to shout, to rejoice, to celebrate, to praise, and to lift up praises to our God. Even in clapping, when you see that, and I'll be honest, I grew up in a church that did not clap. I, I, and it was weird. When I came to fellowship, I'll tell you what, you guys weirded me out big time. I was like, what is going on? You know, And uh, I, I was taught growing up that when you clap, that's emotionalism. You know, I was like... That, that you're getting in the flesh and all this. And then later through God just teaching me, we're emotional people. I, I don't know if you guys realize that, but there's an internal instinct inside of us that you should be tapped into your emotions when it comes to the things of God. Now, if you do what you do for the glory of yourself or self-promotion or anything like that, then you've missed it, okay? It's, it's not about you. But you can't get to the point where... You realize that inside of us it says cry unto God or weep or, or celebrate or whatever. And there's different things we do. But I tell you, my emotions were created by my God. And I know that people say, don't be ran by your emotions. I tell you, if we're trying to emotionally stir people up to create an inciting service, then we've missed it all together. But I tell you, when we respond, when we respond to what God is doing, emotions is going to come out. I, I realized uh, when our kids were little, and real little, and they were first learning to walk, and they would take those steps, and then they would fall down. They would sit there, and they'd be like, <laughs> "You know what I'm saying?" And they, and I, we didn't say, "All right, you fell. Now clap for yourself." You know, they're celebrating. You know the fact that they made it, and you sit there and applaud that. You 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 acknowledge what they have done. You celebrate, and I tell you, what's on the inside is going to come out when you're excited about the things of God. Even in the New Testament, in Romans 15, 9, and just so you guys know, we're, we're just bragging on God this morning. And I, and I, I don't, I, if you're sitting there saying, where are we going with this? We're going to read through the whole chapter again, this is what we're going to do. But I just want to set the stage before we get there. Romans 15, 9, in the New Testament, just to tie that in before you say, hey, show me that in the New Testament, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, it is written, for this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. Glorify means magnify. It means point out. The same way that you are like, those buckeyes are my buckeyes. This God that created everything, that's my God. My God. I don't, I don't pray to a statue. I don't pray to a stone. I don't pray to an idea. I don't have to pray to a tree. I pray to a God that listens to me and answers me. And again, he saith, rejoice. That rejoice means to celebrate, you Gentiles, with his people. Meaning in the stands of, you know, we're sitting there, man, how great is our God. And I know that we celebrate different than you would out there don't come to church next Sunday with your shirt off painted with a big you know, fellowship across it or something. There's other ways to do this. Somebody said if we celebrated in church the way they do on football, we'd dump Gatorade on the pastor every Sunday after service. It's not an idea. That was dumb. <laughs> Actually, in the Greek, it's not Gatorade, it's Starbucks. It's a venti ice americana with white mocha and cream. And you don't even have to dump it on me, just put a straw in it and we'll be good. When you start realizing, and you start walking through life, and you start opening your eyes and saying, that's God, that's God. That's God, that's God, that's it. And all of a sudden, you can't help, but get excited and praise the Lord. The Bible says in Psalm 149, yeah, I'll get back to 147, I promise. Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the saints. So when we come in here, don't mumble. When we sit there and we're singing on the words about how He conquered the grave and how He's given us grace and how He loves us and, and the Calvary and the cross and the love of God and, and all these things that we talk about, how does it make God feel when we sit there and say, "Yeah, thank God it's bringing me to heaven"? And then we sit there and, go, oh, and we're looking at our watch and we're checking Facebook and we're looking up coupons for lunch and you know all these other and God's saying, "Wow, is that is that what this means to you?" Psalm 149, verse 5, Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of their God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. And I I looked that up, different opinions of what that means. Did you know that this is the two-edged sword? And I'll tell you, there's something about And you guys, we're very specific with what we're singing in church, that it names the name of Jesus and it glorifies what he has done for us. And and I'm going to tell you guys something about that. It says it swings that two-edged sword is what it talks about in the praise of his people. There is something powerful of the praise of God's people. There's power in the word of God. There's power in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you, Satan hates every bit of it. He hates it. Anytime we come in here and you've had a bad week and you're depressed and you're down and out and all of a sudden Christians start saying, Jesus, only Jesus, Satan starts backing up going, whoa, I don't, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. I don't, I don't like those words. And it's just so you guys can visualize why Satan does that, the Bible says, man, let me put it in words you're going to understand. When you say, Jesus, only Jesus, it's like taking a crazy man with a sword and him start swinging it around. That's what that verse is saying. And a two-edged sword in their hand. It, there's, there's power in what we're doing. And I tell you, it's, it, there, there's something bad and negative and scary when we'll fill our minds with whatever Beyonce is saying rather than praise to Jesus Christ. Because right. I promise you, nothing that Beyonce is going to say is going to lift you up what, like what Jesus Christ has done in our life. And yet we fill our minds with so much negative and we think, why in the world am I so down? Because you're focused on problems rather than the problem solver. It's never going to work that way. Philippians says, think on these things. And he goes through that whole list of whatever things are good and pure and righteous and all those things. And at the end of that verse, you know what he says? If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Have you ever thought that maybe you're fighting so much depression and things like that because you're not pulling out the sword of the praise and the sword of the power of God and the sword of that to push the devil out of that car when you're driving home? Or praising him when you sit there and you're you're, you're in your house and you're fighting depression and you call to mind who God is and you call to mind his faithfulness and you express it to make the devil run? The Bible says in Psalm 147, let's get there and we'll just go through this and we'll just celebrate for it is pleasant verse one for it is pleasant and praises calmly the word pleasant right there means it's delightful it's sweet god said the praise is delightful it's sweet do you realize that god takes great pleasure the bible says that god inhabits the presence of the praise of his people Literally meaning it creates an atmosphere that God is invited to. God wants to sit, that God wants to dwell. He said it's calmly. The word calmly there means it's beautiful. Some of you guys can't sing worth nothing. I'm telling you. And I'm going to tell you right now that I am one of those people. I, I, I've told you guys this before. When, we were, um, when I was in high school, I sang in a choir just because I wanted the easy credit that I thought. It wasn't an easy credit. And... Um, we went to competition, and my teacher pulled me off to the side and says, we got a plan to win this, but I need your help. And I was like, anything, you got it. She said, I need you not to sing. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not making this up. She said, but I need you to be there because we have to have a certain amount to qualify as an ensemble, and if you, look, if you drop out, we can't use, sing in this competition. So, yeah, I brought them home. I teach people all the day, we brought home the trophy and they could not have done it without me. Okay, I'm not trying to brag on myself. That's just the reality of what it is. It's amazing to hear my kids saying to God on this stage how beautiful it is. And you might say, they're off key or whatever. I tell you, it's beautiful. For to see our children praise our God. And I tell you, it's beautiful in the eyes of God when God's people sit there and declare his goodness. You know, it bothers a lot of people is ungratefulness. You know what I'm saying? When you do for your kids and you do and you give them, you give them, and you say, oh, I would like is once in a while to say thank you. Or, dad, thank you. Mom, thank you for serving broccoli. Or something like that. You know, something. Thank you for serving vegetables. Thank you for, you know, thank you for supplying for us. You know, an expression of, of thanksgiving. And you think about with God. God says to us, when I, I've heard all your prayers. Lord, bless me and help me. Bless me and help me. That's the theme of our verses, of our prayers. Every other word is bless me, Lord, and bless me with the bless, and help me, Lord. Help me, help me, help me. And God says, where's the thanks for what I've already done? See, I'm getting way ahead of myself. I'm, I just get excited about this. <laughs> Verse 3. See, what he does is he tells us, an outline of what to praise God for. I, I want to go through and pick some of these out. We are to praise Him for His spiritual healing. Verse 3. He healeth the broken in heart. And bindeth up their wounds. Do you know how many people come to church? Or have been through a past? Maybe, maybe some of you, you. You have a past. And see this says that wounded in heart. Those that have been broken. Those that have been pulled through some stuff. Emotional baggage and all those things. But I can tell you right now, looking across this audience, some of you are here today, and you're not the man or woman you used to be. You've been changed. You say, I used to struggle with the fact that I failed or I've been divorced or I've committed crimes or i served in jail. But the thing is, God covered those sins and they're as far as the east is from the west. Never to remember no more. And, I, and Romans 8, 1 talks about there is now no condemnation Because it's under the blood of Jesus Christ. When he sees me, he sees Christ because I'm in Christ and he's in me. And because of that very thought right there, God deserves your praise for what he has done. Not only because of appreciation of what he has done, but because of the fact that others need to know what God has done. We sit there and we talk about on the screen and we sing the songs and oh praise the one who took my shame those are real words. That's, that's your story. Then praise God for what he's done in your story. He healeth the brokenhearted. He bindeth up their wounds. See, doctors might be able to give medicine and Tylenol and the different things to try to get you better. But only Jesus is the one that can heal your heart. We praise him for his knowledge. In verse 4, he telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Now, now guys... I don't, I don't know about you, but the name the stars by names, I, there's billions of stars and billions that have not even been created. And the Bible talks about great is our Lord and the power of his great powers. Understanding is infinite. You compare that to us, I sit there and forget. I have three kids and I'll still sit there and be like, you know, <laughs> you guys do it too, don't tell me. You go through all you know, all your kids' names, and then you realize that oh, wait, that's the neighbor kid. Okay, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "All right." And God says, "Let me let me tell you about that." And you say, "Why is that important?" That his knowledge is infinite. God knows you. God knows your pain. God knows your problems. God knows your failures. He you might sit there and say. Nobody knows what I've been through. Nobody knows my hurt. Nobody knows my pain. And God says, hey, I know it all. I know what you've hit, and I know what you're running from, and I know why you're here, and I know what nobody else knows. God says, I know it all. His knowledge is infinite. His knowledge is greater than the number of the stars. He calleth them by name. He calls us by name. He knows us. God created them. God knows them. We praise Him for His provision. Verse 6, The Lord lifteth up the meek. He casteth the wicked down to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God, who covereth the heaven with clout and prepareth the rain for the earth, who maketh the grass to grow upon the mountains. When the storms roll in, when the clouds get heavy and the rain begins to pour out and you're sitting there and saying, how, how awesome. You guys, realize, Have you guys ever planted flowers or something and and you had to go get a bucket or a hose and you sit there and stand over each one of them and you go around. God does this. God says, water the nation. And it rains. And God cuts it off. And we sit there and act like it's no big deal. Do you realize that that is the glory of our God? Of God taking care of everything around us who tells the oceans how far to come and, and, and puts the stars in the sky and he does all of this to declare his glory. He giveth to the beast his food and to the young ravens which cry. I want you to point out that it is God that provides even for the animals, not Mother Earth and not Mother Nature. And we sit there and talk, talk like that. It was like Mother Earth taking care of us today. No, that's Almighty God taking care of us today. Don't give glory to a fictional character when the glory belongs to God. You guys are going to see through the course of this, you're going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to realize, wow, God is everywhere. God has done all these things. God cares about our needs. Verse 10, he delighteth not in the strength of horses. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of man. The Lord taketh pleasures in them that fear him and those that hope in his mercy. You might sit there and say, man, look at this house I got. I worked hard for all that you I have. You realize that the very strength that you had to work hard was given to you by God. Amen. And the brain that you used to operate that job or the brain that you don't use to operate that job, that you should be using to operate that job, was given to you by God. And the fact that you had the opportunity came by God. And the fact that you have a car came from God. And the fact that you have gas in your tank came from God. And the fact that you woke up to go to work came from God. Because as I don't glory in that, I glory in the people that recognize where the strength came from. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise thy God, O Zion. For he hath strengthened the bars of thy gates. He hath blessed the children within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders, and he filleth thee with the finest of wheat. This psalm was written during the time that the temple was being rebuilt. The walls were not yet built, and their lives and families were exposed without any protection outside the power of God. And they say, you know what, Lord, I don't need any protection outside of what God is. I'll tell you one thing that I am absolutely 100% fed up with, and that's the election right now and all the fighting. We need a president, but we don't need all the bickering. Division and fighting and backstabbing, and I'll tell you, it's even worse when it affects us, when we allow things that other people are saying to affect us. Let me just put it like this. Our God is in control and he will take care of us. Our God will take care of us. And you say, well, it bothers me too. I I, I tell you what, it absolutely bothers me some of the things that are said. But I just don't want it to distract us from the the awesomeness of our God. When he said, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, that was a promise from God. Voice your opinion, but don't hurt one another. They were saying that with God we can do anything. He sendeth forth his commandment upon the earth. His word runneth very swiftly. He giveth snow like wood. He scattereth the hoarfrost like ashes. He casteth forth ice like morsel. Who can stand before his cold? Ohio does. Every winter. (laughs) But even that, only our God can decorate our entire city with the snap of a finger. Turn everything around to the glory of, uh, glory of God to display his beauty. He sendeth out his word, he melteth them. He calleth the wind to blow and the waters to flow. He showeth forth his word unto Jacob, his statues and his judgment unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any other nation. As for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. I want you to just put it like this. When you walk out of church today, praise God for your family. When you eat lunch today, praise God for his provision. When you go to your life group or your class, praise God for good friends that have your back and that love on you. When you get up and go to work, praise God that you have a job, even if it drives you nuts. Praise God for your friends. Praise God for the weird friends. Praise God for the word of God. And praise God that we have salvation. It needs to come out of our lips. The world needs to know the greatness of our God and our God needs to know the appreciation and the praise from our lips to him of what he has done for us. So it doesn't matter if we're singing in church or whatever we do, don't mumble through it. And whatever God has given you, give him the praise and the honor and glory for it because we serve an awesome God.